0: Well, let's make our confession. We are glad that you are in the house of the Lord tonight, and you are in the right place. Everybody say, I'm in the right place. I look for something funny, a joke to tell uh, tonight before the service, and I couldn't find one. I even went on the internet and couldn't find anything funny. So Bill O'Brien, you're the only guy I know that, that has jokes just pouring out of him. You got a joke? You got something funny? Think about it for a minute. We'll give, we'll give you a chance. Bill, Bill, Bill is healed in Jesus' name. He is back with us. So let's make our confession because God has a plan for the rest of your life. I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me. I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. Can you say amen? amen. Now, let's say the oldie but the goodie. The Word of God is true. If I live the Word, I will be blessed. If I don't, I won't. It's just that simple. Tell your neighbor before you see it. It is just that simple. Tonight, we're going to be talking about knowing the truth or living the truth because if you don't know the truth you can't live the truth and if you know the truth then you've got to put it to work and live the truth and we're going to talk about how important that is tonight but before we do I want us to pray for this nation and for the election that's coming up I believe one Wednesday in October, I don't know if we got the date yet, but Sue O'Brien is going to be uh, sharing and, 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 and play, uh, uh, we've got a video, I think, to show you then. But, but I want us to make a, a decision, if you would, that all of you would take a, a time during the course of the day. Take 15 minutes, whatever is going to work in your schedule. But, but a lot of people really think they pray for America, but they don't really pray. They just think about it. They're busy doing all of the things they're doing from morning to night, and the technology, the interruptions, and all of that. But sometimes we don't really stop and pray for a specific thing. We need to pray for this nation because I believe, yeah. as your pastor and as a citizen of this nation, this is one of the most important midterm elections that we will ever have. Now. I am not going to tell anybody how to vote. If anybody asks me how to vote, I'll be ha- how I'm going to vote, I'll be happy to tell you. Uh, I'm pulling, pu- pulling one lever and going all the way down. Uh, there are two basic planks out there uh, uh, and two basic parties that we have. A Republican Party and a Democratic Party. We have people that are independents and libertarians and all of that. I understand all of that. But to me, as a born-again spirit-filled Christian, Everyone should pull the lever based on biblical principles. Everybody say biblical principles. And that you've heard this expression in the world. I don't like the expression. I don't like it at all. Uh, But I do understand uh, how it came into play that sometimes you have to go with the lesser of two evils. Uh, In other words, now, as as a a born-again, spirit-filled Christian, we aren't taking evil ever. But there are times when we have two choices and we don't like either choice. How many? Can I see the hands of all the people you've been there in your own life? You had two choices to make and you didn't like either one of them. Uh, But you had to make a choice. Kind of like Yogi Berra said, when you get to the fork in the road, take it. You'll get that later. But the <laughs> I'm sorry. That went over really dead like Yogi Berra is. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, we need to pray for our president and uh, we need to pray for the people that God would have to be in office uh, for this midterm election to be in office. We need a, spirit, a spiritual biblically-based supreme court in this nation, period. Not liberal, not conservative, not progressive, not any ideology, but we need a biblically-based supreme court to represent a biblically-based constitution to represent, and that does represent the foundation of a biblically-founded nation. Anything contrary to the Bible Is not what God intended for America. So you may be of a persuasion that, well, I don't care about that. I think people should be free to do this, and people should be free to do that, and people should be free to do anything they want. They pretty much are in America, but only under the auspices of God's nation and God's foundation of this nation. So I, I would, would ask all of you to find out what the people that are running for office represent and go for it right there. But if you have two parties and you have in the plank of one party uh, uh, pro-abortion, uh, pro-sexual lifestyles, and pro all of those types of things, then look at it and take it to the Bible. And if you have another party that is anti-abortion, that is anti, that is for the sanctity of marriage as it is defined in the Bible, then you look at that and you take it to the Bible. And as you look at those two things, then you as a Christian should be directed by the Holy Spirit which one would best represent God Himself. And I believe that you, when you cast a vote, are casting a vote based on what God wants you to do based on the leading of the Holy Spirit. If you don't vote, I believe that you are in air biblically to what God wants you to do for His nation. So can you say amen to that? Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, you can vote. You can vote. And if you want to know <clears throat> what Pastor Bill is doing, He's pulling the Republican lever all the way down, but you should pull the lever that you want to pull. Glory to God. doesn't matter to me which way you vote, but you know what? It does matter to God. Turn to your neighbor and say, it matters to God. Yes. Let's pray for this nation. Sue, why don't you come up here and pray, and then I will pray. Sue is a prayer warrior. She has a tremendous heart, along with her husband for this nation. And uh, before she prays, I just want to say this. It's not a negative report, but, but I, I, I do want you to know Don't ever think that just because God founded this nation that we could never lose what he gave us. Don't think we could never lose it. There are a lot of people that I think are very arrogant, that they think that we could never lose what God has given us in this nation. That's not true scripturally, and it's not true when you study the move of God and what he's wanted to do on this earth.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, Heavenly Father, we just praise you. We thank you. We are so blessed to be in this nation. We are so blessed among your people, O Lord. And I thank you that because Jesus Christ's blood redeemed us from death, hell, and the grave, as voters and as prayers, we come together in one mind and one accord. Father, we are asking that your perfect will be accomplished in this upcoming election. Father, I thank you. You know the hearts of every man. You know exactly where they stand. And Father, you know the hearts of your people even more so. So Father, I thank you that your people have ears to hear, eyes to see, They have the wisdom of God when they go to their polling place. I thank you they go prepared, that they know what your will is before they ever go. And Father, I thank you that we all hear from heaven. And Lord God, I thank you that we do declare, because we have the right to declare, that we are still one nation under God indivisible and there is liberty and justice for your people and I praise and I thank you for all that you're doing in our nation I thank you Lord I thank you Lord.
0: glory to God and father we pray for our president we pray for our elected officials across this nation and we just pray strength and protection for all of them we pray wisdom for them to make godly decisions Christian Judeo decisions based on the Word of God. And Father, we lift up all of the precious people in North Carolina and surrounding areas over there. And, Lord, we just speak to those floodwaters to recede. And I thank you, Lord, for people that will be there to help and and to bring supplies into them and for whatever the government will do and other organizations. Terry Henshaw, as he continues to plan as to what to do there, in Jesus' precious name. And we all said, amen. If any of you want to be involved in the outreach over there through Terry Henshaw, Brad, Marshall, and Terry are going to be working over there along with Terry's wife Brenda. And they, they don't know the dates yet that, that they will need help. It will probably be another week, uh, maybe longer, until the floodwaters uh, recede. But uh, they're going to be taking a tent in there, setting up a tent, distributing food, clothing, and things of that nature that are needed over there. So there's a sign-up sheet back there with cards. You can see Sandy or Brad. But fill out, if you want to go, fill out that... A uh, little card and just put on there how many days you could spend in North Carolina. They'll have a place for you to stay and it'll be a great outreach. So, okay, if you have your Bible, turn to the book of John, chapter eight. Bill, did you come up with something funny yet? If you didn't, we'll just move right on. And uh, <laughs> Bill is Bill is is one of the funniest, quippiest guys I know. And and when he starts talking and and he gets on a roll, I, I start kind of laughing and then Sue says, stop it. You're just encouraging him. So anyway, she has to live with him. I don't. But but, but we're going to be talking about living the truth tonight and how the truth is not judgmental. Everybody said the, the truth is not judgmental. And we're living in a society uh, where people are really concerned about you know, we don't, don't ever want to hurt anybody's feelings, and we got a lot of snowflakes out there, and we don't want them to melt. I mean, we want to protect everybody, and we just want to just uh, don't want anybody to be ever upset. And so, therefore, if it means not telling the truth, then we'll just not tell the truth. And we'll just, you know, w- whatever it is so that we don't upset people. Uh, boy, Jesus sure didn't live that kind of life. Uh, we're, we are to be conformed to the image of Christ. He sure upset a lot of people. Uh, He just told the truth every single place he went. He was the truth, and we're going to talk about that. And it wasn't that he went out looking for a fight. He went out to tell people the truth. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you're supposed to to tell people the truth. I had a person not too long ago, they told me, they said, I don't believe in Jesus anymore, and I don't believe in any of that stuff you believe in. I said, well, enjoy me while you can, because you're going to hell, and I'm going to heaven. And uh, they looked at me, really, with this stark look on their face. I meant every word I said. I meant every word I said. If you have rejected Jesus Christ, if you've rejected the power of the Holy Spirit, and you're going to turn your back on God, you're going to go to hell, but you will live a little bit longer on this earth and have a chance to repent and come back to God. But if you don't, and you die, you're going to hell. And somebody would say, who are you to tell me I'm going to hell? I'm a man of God who knows the word of God and who wants to save your life. Turn to your neighbor and tell him I'm the same thing. So what we've got to do is have a Holy Ghost spiritual boldness that we should have always had to be able at the unction of the Holy Spirit to tell people the truth, to save their life and to help them, but not to judge them. So let's all say it one more time. The, 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 the truth is not judgmental the truth will set people free. And if you understand that, it's the truth that sets them free. So we're going to be reading here in, in John chapter 8, verse 31. And uh, it, it, let me paraphrase it. Jesus has been talking to the Pharisees. Now the Pharisees didn't know what to take about Jesus. They they They, they Many of them knew he was obviously a very learned person, and that he, he performed signs, wonders, and miracles, and that there was certainly something different about them. But they didn't really like him. Can I see the hands of all the people? That you have people that don't really even like you. Uh, you 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 may or may not know it, but sometimes it's like you 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 know you, you you if you're a born again. Spirit-filled Christian, when you're around people doing the wrong thing, you will bring conviction into their life, and they'll think that you are the problem and that you're making them feel uncomfortable, but it's the Holy Spirit in you that walks into that room. It's like, it's like have you ever, I remember a house that I had years ago, oh my goodness, 40, 50 years ago, longer than that maybe. No, it couldn't be longer than that because I'm not that old, but... <laughs> You know that's a lie. But 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 it was uh, uh, cockroaches come out at night, and you ever, how many of you ever, you, you have to be a little bit older to, to know about cockroaches, but ever going into a house at night and turn the lights on and seeing cockroaches, what do they do? Boy, and they're scurrying all over the place. i tell you what they're saying. Why did you turn on that blankety-blank light? We were having a meal here, and we are having a great time, and they're upset with you. Well, there are a lot of people that are full of cockroaches that when you're around them, they'll start to scurry because you make them a little bit nervous. That's setting the stage. Jesus was upsetting the Pharisees. The Pharisees did not like the way Jesus was. So this is where we're going to pick up in the book of John, chapter 8, verse 31. So then Jesus finally brought it all to a conclusion with the Jews uh, and said, "'If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, "'and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free.' "'And then they answered and said to him, "'We're Abraham's descendants, and we have never been in bondage to anyone.' Isn't it interesting how many people get into bondage and when you try to talk to them they act like they're not even in bondage. These people didn't even know they were in bondage. Jesus is trying to set them free and they say, who are you to tell me I'm in bondage? Uh, Now maybe it's just because of some of the things that I've seen happen within the last few years in our nation and with people in general, but I'm telling you I don't know where you get your news. I don't know what you watch but if you're into technology uh, most of our technology, and you've heard me share some of this before, most of our technology has come from people that are really different when it comes to the things of God. Really, really different. Uh, and they're making a lot of money, and there's a lot of things in there that just aren't right. And uh, I tell you, in my spirit, I can't put my finger on it, but I'm telling you what, there's a lot of stuff that's evil in technology, and you've got to be very careful what you're doing. And, and, and so when you, when you look at this stuff and you, uh, you, you, you talk to people and you think, where have you been and what planet have you been living on that you are saying and talking the way you are? One of the most dangerous places to send your children today is to college. I am all for college, but you make sure you research out where you're going to send your children because we have liberal, progressive, anti-Christ professors all over this nation producing like spirit going out into the world. We have it in journalism. We have a group of people that are mushrooming in this country, the George Soros acolytes, uh, the MoveOn.org people, the Antifa, uh, and things of this nature that is a subculture going on in America to destroy the truth. And if you are not aware of what's going on, you will be oblivious to it. If you have children, you need to tune in to something that's going to give you current, real-time information so that you'll know what to be aware of, and so you'll know what to do. Now, I know that some of you won't agree with me on this, but that's okay. You have a right to be wrong. But I believe... (laughs) That's actually. That's actually. That's actually. I'm not. I don't. Really, don't mean that toward you. That's actually what I tell my wife. I, I tell her sometimes, "Sweetheart, you have a right to be wrong. Just you, whatever you think, go right ahead." But, but, uh, but, but really, uh, I, I probably every night, Monday through Friday, watch Fox News from nine to ten o'clock. And I get a steady input from Sean Hannity. I believe he deserves the Pulitzer Prize. Uh, I deserve some of the people on there are. Because you just have to find out what is really going on behind the scenes. And you have to find out what is truth. Everybody say truth. Truth. Turn to your neighbor and say, you have to know the truth. Not only biblically and spiritually, but what is the truth going on in our nation, nation in, in our subculture, so we'll know what to bind and what to loose. Because a lot of times, you don't know what's going on until it happens, and then you say, oh, gosh, I, wonder, I didn't know that was going on. The reason you didn't know is because you were not tuned in to real Time news, and when you know what's going on on a regular basis, and there are others. I'm not going to go through everything that's out there, but but there are there there's a lot of real news that is real-time news that you can get research it out find somebody that you trust and ask them what they're doing and find out but these people didn't even realize that they were in bondage and Jesus is trying to tell them and then he goes on to say you'll be made free if if you receive the truth most assuredly I say to you that whoever commits sin is a slave of sin and a slave does not abide in the house of the Lord, a house forever but a son abides forever therefore if the son makes you free you are free indeed so let's all say i am free, I am free. turn to your neighbor and tell I am, I am free so therefore we walk out this freedom as the people who are going to heaven we have the victory let's say i have the victory and so we're going from glory to glory but we want to take other people with us so therefore we want to tell people the truth everywhere that we go we don't want to enable people there are a lot of enablers out there uh, similar to what I said earlier when you don't want anybody upset with me you're going to enable somebody then well I don't want this old snowflake to feel bad about themselves well you're going to enable them uh, enable them again well I don't want to keep scoring my little kid, little league ball game because somebody may think they're not a real good ball player maybe they they shouldn't even be playing ball. Maybe they should be doing something else. Uh, in other words, we, we, we are getting to a point in our nation when we're not living the truth that God has given to us. But, do we, but we do have the victory. Now, the scripture that you hear me talk about all the time in this church, I meditate this scripture. I'm, I'm sure probably some days I forget or don't think about it, but I, I believe I meditate this scripture uh, every day every day. And that is 1st Corinthians chapter 15 verse 57 and 58. It is a foundation for me that pumps me up. And the more I meditate it, the more powerful I feel. And and sometimes I get out of bed and sometimes I don't even want to get out of bed. It's just, you know, the dogs curled up with me, uh, Pam's already getting ready to go, and I'm just curled up there thinking, this would be a good way to spend the rest of the day. Because I just don't even know if I want to spend the rest of the day doing anything. And then all of it. How many, how many of you ever just feel like having a pity party? Can I see your hand? Only three of you. No, there you go. You know the old saying, nobody shows up for a pity party but you. That's a lie. Another person going to show up. devil shows up at every pity party. He'll be there with you saying, you poor thing, you got the right to feel like that. And he'll just comfort you. Hey, Discomfort you is what he'll do. But what we've got to do is understand. But when I say that scripture, I mean, to me, it's just exciting. Thanks be to God who gives me the victory through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, today, I am steadfast, I am immovable, I am always abounding in the work of the Lord because my labor is not in vain. Matter of fact, let's all say this. Today, today is, the day is the day that I am thanking God, thanking God for, the for the victory through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Therefore, Therefore, I am, I am steadfast Immovable, always, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing my labor is not in vain. I tell you what, you can't say that without feeling pumped up inside. It's like, you know what? I'm on assignment from God, and I know that this is the day the Lord has made, therefore I will rejoice, and everywhere I go, I'm going to share this with people, and their lives, if they will receive it, will be changed for eternity. John chapter 10, verse 10, you hear this scripture a lot in this church. I love it. I can still, I don't remember the time and the date, but I still remember out in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the first time I ever heard somebody preach on John chapter 10, verse 10. And they said, the thief comes to kill and to steal and to destroy. But I've come to give you life and give it more abundantly. I didn't feel like I had life. I didn't feel like things were going right. But when I looked at that scripture and I thought, wow, that is really good. I've come to give you life and give it more abundantly. That's us I say, I have the abundant life. The abundant and more abundantly. So therefore, if we have that, that is truth. But wait a minute, I don't feel like it. You're supposed to feel like the truth, not the way your body tells you to feel. We're not moved by our body. We're not moved by what we see. We're moved by what the Word of God says. If the Word of God says I have abundance, that's a subtle fact. I have abundance. I remember telling somebody that one day, And they said, I don't believe that. And I said, then you don't have it. And and so because you will have what you believe and you won't have what you don't believe because that is the truth of the word of God. So let's all say, I have abundance. abundance. And that therefore you act like, feel like you have what you have, which is abundance. Now, the word abundance, I think we have the definition up there, I'm not sure, but it's... uh, Uh, Yeah, there it is. It's a kind of small print. I'll read it for you. But it's always abounding. Oh, no. Oh, there it is. It's up there. So there it is. Uh, Parisa, Superabundance. This is what it means. That you have... excessive, the superabundance is superabundance, excessive, overflowing, you have surplus, over and above, more than enough, profuse, extraordinary, above the ordinary, you have more than sufficient. So we are carriers of that truth. Everybody say, that is truth. That is true. We are carriers of that truth everywhere that we go. We look like it, act like it, and we talk like it. Now, people will say, Well, now, wait a minute. You don't understand what I'm going through. Go through it. Get on with it. And as I tell my wife many times, and she shared it Sunday, suck it up and get over it and move on with your life. Otherwise, you will go on a treadmill spiritually and you will just be standing in place and you'll be coming up with all these things that the enemy's trying to tell you well I don't have enough money, well the dog died, the cat died, my husband left me, my wife left me and all these kind of things and all those are real but what happens is emotionally if you let this get a hold of you it will hold you in place and you won't, you won't move ahead with the truth now I, we had somebody in our church, one time that I was sharing a similar type of message, she was just back recently. Uh, uh, bless her heart. Uh, I pardon? Paula. 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 And Paula. Paula was. Uh, now this is not funny because I love dogs. Okay, so so I don't want it to be funny. But but Paula's dog had died, and I didn't know it. And and I've had a couple of dogs die, and it, it's like losing a family member. I understand that. But her dog had died. And I didn't know it. And I was preaching the message, and I said, This is the word I said I don't care how you feel, I care about you living the Word of God. Because if you go by feelings, then how many of you realize you're like a yo yo? I am too. I, I'll be the first to admit, one day you're up, one day you're down. One day you're up, one day you're down. That's based on feelings. But if you're based on the Word of God, you're always going to be up. Does that make sense? If it makes sense to you, shake your head or do something. Okay? In, in other words, it really makes sense. It's like, well, I, I, I understand I'm down right now, but I'm going to get back up. I'm not going to stay down there. And But anyway, when I said, shared that, about I don't care how you feel, I care about whether or not you're going to uh, live the Word of God. Paula had only been here a, a short time, left the church. And I, I had no idea. I had no idea. She came back a little bit later, and and I didn't even know she was gone. And she said, "Well, I'm back," and I, and I really apologized. I, you know, asked your forgiveness. And it's like, duh, what 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 happened? And she told me the story that when I said that, she said, "You didn't care that my dog died." Well, first of all, I didn't even know her dog died. <laughs> <laughs> second, second, secondly, <laughs> I probably would have said to her. <laughs> Mourn the dog, get over it, and move on. You know, get another dog or do something. But you know, don't let the dog keep you down. And because otherwise, you'll you'll come away from the truth of the Word of God. So therefore, the victory that we have is the victory that we have to walk out. Now, in John chapter fifteen, verse six, Jesus is talking, and we're talking about the truth because the more truth you entertain, the more truth you live, the more you will recognize. What is not true? How many of you can watch somebody on television, especially in news, because we're, we're in a 24-7 news cycle right now. How many of you can watch somebody talking on television and you can tell they're telling the truth? Can I see your hand? It's just like they're telling the truth. How many of you can look at people on television and watch them and you say, they're telling a lie. That is not true. That's because you're having spiritual discernment. Now, If you're not tuned in to the realm of the Spirit, the Word of God and the leading of the Holy Spirit, you can be prone to entertain whatever a person says continually. We are living in a society today where the enemy has absolutely come into this nation and is is trying to destroy our very roots. In the book Mein Kampf that Adolf Hitler wrote years ago before the war, World War II, called My Struggle or My Story, uh, there's a section in there that that I think is brilliant. He's an evil man. Uh, He's probably, I'm sure he's in hell, but but he's an evil man and, uh, and, and he died a horrible death. And uh, it's interesting, he died a death that the Jewish people, many of the Jewish people died, uh, and, and, and what happened. But, but anyway, what he said was this. If you repeat a lie often enough and consistently enough, people will eventually believe it. I am amazed at people that I'll be around sometime and they'll be telling me about a current event, and they'll say, da-da-da-da-da-da, and I'll say, but that's not true that's a lie. Well, it is not. I heard this anchor on this program say it, and they're acting like a journalist or somebody else that says it. It's true. Folks, you cannot believe the news unless you run it through the filter of the Holy Spirit. You cannot believe the commentators on television or radio unless you're running it through a spiritual filter. The enemy has infiltrated universities, the enemy is trying to infiltrate our high schools. The enemy is trying to infiltrate our grade schools. The enemy is, re, is already infiltrated our parties. You know, they have they have what they call a, uh, uh, what do you call rhinos? Republican party, they call them rhinos. Republican in name only. Uh, I believe that's true, there are some. I believe there are some dinos, Democrats in name only. I believe there are some sinos, <laughs> Christians in name only. And in other words, there are people that are acting the part. How many many of you are old enough to realize that the Republican Party today and the Democratic Party today is not what it was in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s? They have evolved into something that is unbelievable in both of them, both of their camps, some of the things that are going on there. And there are many Christians today, who should be on the forefront of the battle of really fighting this fight of faith. But they, and, and, and they profess to be a Christian, and they profess to have the Word of God, but when it comes to standing up and speaking up and sometimes acting up, they just shy back and they say, well, I, I, I just don't want to upset anybody. They become very timid. The, 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 the devil loves timid people. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, the devil loves timid people. He will leave timid Christians alone. He'll just let you sit there and watch your little Facebook and play around with talking to people all day long as long as you won't disturb and bring forth the truth of the word of God. Now this is what Jesus said in John chapter 14 verse 6. He said, uh, where is it? He said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. How many people? Nobody. Nobody. So therefore, we know the truth. And I had someone very close to me not too long ago and said, I believe other people can come to Jesus. Uh, I mean, come to, to God. You just don't have to know Jesus. And this person, again, not the same person, but a different person, I said, Well, you're, you're totally deceived and you're going down the wrong path. And I'm going to tell you the truth, but if you don't want to listen, it's okay. And sometimes you can have a tendency to want to keep your mouth shut. I believe there are some people that are like that, but very few. I believe most people should have a tendency to open their mouth and speak what the Word of God said. Could you say amen to that? Amen. Okay, First uh, John chapter 14, verse number 9. This is when Jesus, who is the truth, has said to them that that if you had known me, you would have known my Father, verse number seven, and from now on you will know the Father because you've seen him. And Philip says, well, show us the Father and then it'll, it'll be okay. And Jesus said, Philip, have I been with you so long you don't realize that if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. See, when people don't know the truth and they diminish what Jesus is on this earth and in our life, they, they don't realize that when they're seeing Jesus in you, they are seeing the Father in you. And that when we are living the Word of God of truth, then we have what the entire world needs. Think about that awesome responsibility. You have what the entire world needs. We know the truth, and the truth has set us free, so therefore, we're going to go to other people and help them out. Now, this is what Pilate had to say, and I want to go over there to John chapter 18, because I believe this is where the world is today. We're going to spend a little bit of time here, although we're running out of time. Jesus was brought to Pilate. I'll just short-circuit the whole thing. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the Jews wanted to circumvent the law. They knew what the law was. They wanted to kill Jesus, but they knew that scripturally in the Old Covenant... They couldn't do it themselves; it would violate the law. So they wanted the Romans to do it for them, and so that's why they brought him to Pilate. And they said, "You know, we." And he said, "Why don't you judge him for yourself?" And they said, "We can't kill this guy. We want him dead." And it really shook Pilate. So I have read in some commentaries; it doesn't say it here. It really shook Pilate. But but it but Pilate then uh, said to Jesus, "Are you a king? Are you really a king?" And Jesus answers, answered and said. You say rightly that I am a king for this cause I was born, for this cause I've come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth, and everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. And it doesn't say that Pilate pondered, but in some commentaries it it does say that Pilate thought about that. And, And then his response was, Uh, astounding, but I think it's where many people are today when it comes to situational ethics. He said, well, what is truth? Everybody say, "What what is truth? What is truth? What is truth? We are living in a period of time, I've never seen it before in this nation, where situational ethics are being taught. There is no absolute truth. It's whatever a person wants to do. Now, please hear me right, ladies. I believe a woman has a right to do whatever she wants with her body. But I don't believe a woman has a right to kill a child in the womb without God's permission. Does that make sense? Yes. You know, you could walk out of here saying, I don't like that guy, but, but I am a nice guy. But but but, but you, you, you never take a life without the leading of the Holy Spirit. And we know from Scripture, at least I know, and I know the truth, and so do you, that the moment a heart beats, that child is alive in the womb. So therefore, that is the child who has rights in our nation under our Constitution. And if we ever get that through our Congress, I believe it will be upheld by the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court ruled in Roe versus Wade that if it is ever determined when life begins, it could change Roe versus Wade totally. It, 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 it is a truth that the Supreme Court acknowledged. It is a truth based on the Word of God that every life is precious to God. But we're living in a society today where people say the same thing over and over and over again. Sound a little bit like Mein Kampf? A woman has a right to her body. A woman has a right to her body. I believe that. I believe that. But if you start to take that to another extreme, and you say Planned Parenthood, who is the number one murderer in America of children, and we are funding them, and the President of the United States who I believe very biblically has said the government of the United States should never pay for an abortion and should never support Planned Parenthood. Does Planned Parenthood do some good? glory to God, they probably do. But you can't say just because somebody does some good, they have the right to do a whole lot of bad. We're living with 60 to 70 million murders in this country, maybe more than that now in the abortion industry. And a lot of people don't know that truth. I've talked to people who say, I don't agree with you. And I said, well, let me tell you some of the facts. Now, I'm not saying I've changed anybody's mind, but we must promote the truth based on Christian Judeo-Biblical principles. Can you say amen to that? So therefore, we are the light to the world. We're going to do what God has shown us to do. And what Pilate said is so true. What is truth? A lot of people today won't come up to you and say, well, I don't know what truth is. What is truth? But that does not mean that we wait for them to ask us what the truth is. We need to weigh in and tell the truth. If the church from the very beginning of this nation to the present had been doing their job, we would never have Roe versus Wade. We would never have some of the promiscuity we have in this nation. We would never have a situation where we recognize a totally unbiblical stance of marriage between a man and a man and a woman and a woman. It is from the pit of hell... And it is not right, and we are not doing people a service who are buying into that and doing those things. We would do them a better service to say, I want to tell you the truth so you can get set free. That lifestyle is the lifestyle that's going to kill you, and that lifestyle is not a lifestyle that God has for you. But moving right along, I want to share with you in the few moments we have left the things that we need to do because we need to act. Everybody say, I need to act. We need to live the truth and go through with the truth. And I want to give you seven things that I felt God put in my spirit because I heard this in uh, 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 Christian Genita for Israel a few years back. Uh, Deborah, I don't know if you heard it. I don't know if Bill and Sue, you were there, but this particular year. But it was Diana Hagee sharing, and she said, Prayer is extremely important, but it will never replace action. In other words, yes, pray, yes, pray, yes, believe, yes, bind, yes, lose. But by the same token, don't think that just because you're praying, you don't need to act. Everybody say, I need to act. Yeah. We need to make a difference. So, Number one, you all know this, but number one, we need to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. There are a lot of people out there who don't have Jesus as the Lord and Savior, so therefore they're not going to be able to live the truth. We can't be too busy being busy not to tell people about Jesus. Number two, you've got to memorize the Word of God. There are a lot of people that are in the body of Christ, they've been around a long time, they don't read the Word of God, they don't memorize the Word of God, God spoke to Joshua in Joshua 1, 8, 9 and said that if you will meditate the Word of God, how can he meditate the Word of God unless he's memorized it? You can't meditate what you haven't memorized. You've got to meditate the Word of God day and night. Therefore, you will make your way prosperous. You will make your way successful. Don't be discouraged. Don't be dismayed. I am with you. Let us all say, God is with us. Must be led by the Holy Spirit. Romans 8.14. If you have not developed a relationship to be led by the Holy Spirit, you will back down when the enemy comes against you through other people. Most of us have never seen the devil. Most of us have never seen the powers and principalities that attack us. But I'm telling you what, they live in a lot of people who come against you. And when you back down from people, you are backing down from the powers and principalities. The Word of God will give you the words to say. Romans 8.14. To be led by the Holy Spirit. Must pray continually. In other words, it's not just a time frame during the day, but praying continually and talking to God. The Word of God says, this is the confidence we have. that If we ask God anything, he will do it because he wants to bless us and he wants to bring forth his will on this earth. And that the effectual firm prayer of a righteous man availeth much. God bless President Trump. Whether you like him or not, let God bless him. Is he a Cyrus or is he something else? I don't know. Is he an Esther or is he something else? I don't know. Sometimes he uses the words that I don't like for him to use. Sometimes he uses the words I would use, <laughs> oh, yeah. especially, especially his chief of staff and uh, General Mattis. Anybody read General Mattis' new book? No better friend, no worse enemy. Oh, glory to God! Uh, this guy's got a tongue. Hallelujah! Uh, I can tell he was in the Marine Corps. <laughs> he, he's got four-letter words down pat. Okay. Number five, must continually fight the fight of faith. The moment you try to give up on the fight of faith, you are going to be annihilated by the devil. We are in a fight to the finish. Everybody say, I'm fighting fighting. To to the finish. It'll never end. As a matter of fact, if you want to see the fight increase in your life with the enemy start to move out for the things of God and start to speak up, act up and and do the things that God wants you to do and stand up for righteousness and truth and you watch the enemy will come again and again and again against you. But the good news is we are fighting the fight of faith, 2 Corinthians 5-7 we walk by faith and not by sight and the Word of God when Paul finished up his life just before he was you know toward the end of his life he said I have fought the fight of faith, I have fought the good fight, I've kept the faith. And, and I said that a little bit wrong. There it is. I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I have kept the faith. Okay, number six. Be an imitator of God. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 says that you and I are to be imitators of God as dear little children. What do dear little children do? They take whatever it is that they're going to imitate and they believe it's truth. You can tell a little child anything and what do they believe? They believe it's the truth. You tell them something they believe it's the truth. God tells us something as an imitator of God as a dear little child we believe it's the truth. Is it the truth that I have the mind of Christ? Yes. Is it the truth that I'm healed? Yes. Is it the truth that I have the word for the world? Yes. Is it the truth that I need to help people? everywhere I go, yes. Is the truth that all of my needs are met? Yes. And, and we live that truth. We live that truth. We live that truth. We meditate that truth. And then the last one, number seven, is that, uh, hallelujah, <laughs> must live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, is one of the most astounding scriptures, I believe, in the whole Bible. And I'll sum it all up as we end here. <clears throat> Jesus has been uh, fasting... Uh, uh, no, he'd just been led into the garden and and uh, uh, into into the wilderness. I'm sorry, and and the devil has come and has said, "You you need to to you know to speak to these stones to become bread, and your father will do that." And, and and Jesus said, "Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God." And then when he was again confronted by the devil, he spoke the word of God. D- he spoke the the word from Deuteronomy chapter 8 time and time again in, to the devil. And it said the devil departed. The word of God says in uh, um, James chapter 4 verse 7, uh, I don't have that up there, but but submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Submission to God is submitting to the truth. The truth is that I have the power, authority, and dominion Almighty God wanted me to have in the Garden of Eden restored through Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. And therefore, I am armed and equipped with the truth of the Word of God to take it to the world and help make a difference. And therefore, we come all the way back then to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Again, 57 and 58. Thanks be to God who has given me the victory. I am now steadfast. I am immovable. I'm always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that my labor is not in vain, that there will be a day that we'll stand before Almighty God, and he'll say, hey, I watched that fight of faith you fought. It was awesome. Wait till you see your mansion. It is unbelievable. Let's stand (laughs) to our feet. And that is the day that you will be glad that you didn't sit on the sidelines. And I say this for Wanda, that you didn't sit on the sidelines and lick the bench. But you were in the game fighting the fight of faith and living the life that you were destined to live. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Would you bow your heads with me just for a moment? I want to ask you this question, because I know some people came in after the early part of communion. Do you know, without a doubt, that if you died today, you would go to be with Jesus? Tomorrow's not assured. We don't, we don't know when our time is going to come. That's nothing to be fearful of. Glory to God. The moment your life on this earth ends, you open your eyes, you see Jesus. But if you're here and you have never acknowledged Jesus as your Lord and Savior, don't leave here tonight without doing it. If you're here and you're like a prodigal son, a prodigal daughter, you know that you've you've walked away from the things of God. Don't stay away any longer. If i've described you i'm going to ask you to slip your hand in the air we want to pray for you father i pray again as we prayed earlier if there's anybody here that doesn't know you that tonight would be their night to open their heart to receive you holy spirit i pray that you would move on anyone's life that's not right with you Now, how many of you are ready to do a better job of sharing the truth everywhere that you go with a boldness that God will give you? Can I see your hands? Father, you see every hand. I do pray for a spirit of boldness. Not judgmental attitudes, but boldness in love to be like Jesus was to declare the truth of the Word of God, that will set people free. The Word that we shared, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Lord, each one of us are carriers of the truth of your Word. What an awesome responsibility. The rest of this night, tomorrow, the rest of our lives, that we are walking, talking, and living your truth that will set people free, that will set our country free. We thank you for that responsibility that you have really given to each one of us. Let us be all that you would cause us to be. Let's make this confession. Lord, I submit my life to bring forth your truth give me a spiritual boldness to proclaim that truth Lord I thank you for that in Jesus name and everybody said Amen. let's give the Lord a hand and go and be blessed God's got a great plan for each and every
1: one of you